Greetings, children, and welcome to my chamber. My name is Rotherick Gastblood, and I'm your host of Tales from the Dark Chamber. This week, we have a great show for you. Tales to make your skin crawl. Each week, my chambermate and I read a scary tale that we found on the internet, or perhaps left under some corpse. Either way, we think you're going to like it, and we're just dying for you to hear it. So sit right back, light a candle, and let's have a good evening. <laughs> so, Rothrick, what's your favorite monster? Me. Yes, you. No, me. Yes, Rothrick, you. Why, thank you, Woody. You're not so bad of a monster yourself. Huh? Oh, uh, you mean you are your favorite monster. Why, what on earth did you think I meant? <sighs> well, what I meant was, do you like vampires, mummies, zombies, aliens, creatures from 2,000 feet below the sea? Yes. Yes? I like them all. Oh, for goodness sake, Rothrick, pick one. Ghouls. I should have known. Well, if you... Mummies. Mummies? Yes. They remind me of my mum. Excretia Gastblood. She used to wrap me up in bed at night. <sighs> well, tonight we have two tales. Or, as I like to call it, two tales of a city. Get it? Like a tale of two cities? But two tales, one city. See what I did there? Stick to reading, Woody. Fine. So tonight's stories are The Darkest Hour by Rainmaster and Bruce by a friend of mine, Johnny Brown. You have friends? The Darkest Hour by Rainmaster It was the dreariest night of all. The clouds were beginning to form, for the storm up north was moving lower. Thunder is beginning to be heard in the distance. My name is Rain, and this is the best time on day night. As I sit peering outside, owls are hooing, crows are flying, and the moonlight is shining. The house is creaking from old age. The halls are very dark with only a single flame to light them. The rooms are vacant. Well, except for the ghouls that supposedly haunt them. You see, my house is rumored to be a torture chamber for unwelcome guests in the quaint little town. As soon as these words hit my ears, I knew I had to find out for myself. I am new to this town. I believe the mortals call it Dark Valley. What a weird name for such a nice community. This town is said to be the threshold for many dark and mysterious things. I just moved here about four months ago. Oh, and you might have noticed I define those living things outside my creaky doorway as mortals. Well, they are, for I am no longer among the living. I am a vampire. I prowl the night, searching for my prey. The blood of an innocent bystander serves my palate well, although the taste of an evildoer is much better, more satisfying. 
My sadistic and bloodthirsty behavior has no doubt cost me a few friends and made me some equally evil enemies. Friends are hard to come by in this day and age, but they are easily spared. I sit, peering outdoors, hearing the heavy breeze blow through the leaves on the trees, and I feel a soft gust hit my face through my open window. I knew it was time to hunt. I was starting to get hungry, and I felt my tongue touch the tip of my teeth, and my thirst grew a little more. I ignored that thirst for a little bit. I decided to shut my window, which was easy due to my strength twenty times more than the average mortal male. I turned my back to the night sky and started to take a stroll from my house. I can still hear the tortured screaming and cries of those who have paid a visit to this chamber over the years. When I first moved here, the torture devices still lay in the basement and attic. There were bloodstains all over the walls and the floors. Whoever left here must have left in a hurry. I had to do some minor redecorating, but I liked the old look. There are still some stains on the walls. I enjoyed looking at them to remember who laid there bleeding. Sometimes I look down and wonder to myself, who was the one to look down at such a soul and watch their life force flow out of them and their lives flowing away? Another side of me, the compassionate side, wonders, what were the last words of that poor soul, if any? I couldn't take the thoughts anymore. I got dressed and I went for a stroll in the dark, empty streets. I knew that I would be able to spot an easy catch very quickly, and I did. I saw a man, around the age of 23 to 25. He was handsome. Too bad he had to die. He tipped his hat at me and I gave him a forgiving smile. As soon as he passes, I got a whiff of his sweet cologne. I felt sorry for him, but that quickly passed. I turned around. He could sense it. He turned around as well. As soon as he did, I saw the terrified look on his eyes. I walked up to him, slowly and with determination. What do you want from me? he asked. One simple, smooth thing, I said with a velvet voice. My eyes were fierce green, peering deep into his soul. He couldn't look away. What? What do you mean? he started to shudder. I thought it was sort of cute, but I quickly ignored all feelings and went in for the kill. Your blood. I leapt at him, and we both tackled each other to the cold, wet pavement. He was a fighter. I liked it. I liked to work for my food. Although I soon got annoyed with it, my eyes were locked on his veins plump with that beautiful liquid I so desired. I ripped at his throat with my sharp nails. He gurgled with the blood flowing into his esophagus. Blood flew everywhere, all over my clothes and the pavement. I enjoyed myself with my meal. When I was finished, I got up and left his cold, lifeless corpse on the sidewalk. Others would be able to see it, know that evil is in their town once again, and this time they can't escape. As soon as I reached my doorway, I sat once more indulging my eyes in the beauty of the night sky. You might be thinking, why would she want to expose herself in such a way to the public? My answer is, let them find me. Let them come. I lay down in my bed, thinking about my night hunt. And as I laid there thinking, I spoke three last words before the night ended. 
Only three. Let them come. The hour stroked midnight. Bruce by Johnny Brown I've never been one to believe in the supernatural or anything, but I do have a quite bizarre experience. It was about 15 years ago, between my freshman and sophomore year in college. I decided to work with my aunt for the summer. She ran a nursery in Woodstock, Georgia. I stayed in her guest room. It was an older home, but she had renovated it a few years before when she moved into it. Looked quite nice for the age. My aunt is what some would describe as a hippie and is very spiritual to an almost annoying extent. I hadn't even set my bags down before my aunt was telling me that she thought the house was full of negative spirits. I just nodded, but inside I was just getting irritated. The first few days went by normally. The next day, which I vividly remember, was a muggy Saturday. I had just laid down and I heard a crash outside. I jumped up and took a peek outside. The trash bin was upside down, but not like it was knocked over, but flipped over. It was dark, but the porch light illuminated the scene just enough. It was weird, but I didn't think too much of it. I went outside and flipped it back over and went inside. I woke up the next morning and decided not to even mention it to my aunt. I know she would put some stupid spin on it, I thought. Two weeks or so passed and I was asleep in the guest bedroom when I was awoken. My aunt was shaking me to wake. Bruce! Bruce! Who is Bruce? I was beyond confused and had no idea what she was talking about. Someone was knocking on my window and calling out for Bruce. She was hysterical and had her trusty bat in her hand. Relax, relax. I grabbed the bat and followed her through the dark to her room. I didn't hear anything. She slowly calmed down and as we stood alert in her room for about ten minutes, I told her I would go outside and make sure there was no one out there. I walked outside with the bat and the flashlight. After a quick scan, I realized no one was around the house and let out a sigh. I fired up a quick cigarette and thought, great, she's hearing voices now. Like I mentioned, my aunt was definitely far out there, so I wasn't too concerned. A few weeks passed, and I had a few days left before I was headed back home and then back to campus. The summer had been hard work, but I had some money and some good experience. I was headed into town to grab something for dinner. My aunt had left a bag of trash next to the door for me to take out. I grabbed it, lifted the bin's lid, and tossed it in. No big deal, but then I looked down and I had some red substance all over my hand. What the hell, I thought, and I opened the lid back open. There was this sticky, almost blood-like substance on the lid. It was gross and smelled quite odd. I shook my head. Maybe something was dripping out of another bag. I walked back in and scrubbed my hands. The red substance was almost impossible to get off. After about five minutes of scrubbing, it was basically gone. I went back out and headed into town. The last few days down there went by quick. I went back to college and years passed. I would hear from my mom that my aunt still swore the house had bad energy. The next two summers, I worked in Atlanta with an internship instead of working with her. I had not thought about that until around 2013. My aunt called me. This was out of the ordinary. I picked up expecting some really bad news. She sounded a little crazed, 
and she brought up the night she claimed to hear someone asking for Bruce. I rolled my eyes, but I did tell her I remembered it. She had been doing some research on the internet about the house. There was a lot more information out now than back then. I was not expecting what she told me next. Bruce. His name is Bruce Elliott. He lived here from the 1960s until 1973. He was hit by a car in front of the house. I froze. The article mentions they believe he was taking out the trash can to the road. My jaw was almost on the floor. I had not even told her about the other incidents. Uh, um, I couldn't find the words to say. She emailed me over the research and a photo of his tombstone. She wasn't lying. Bruce was 43 when an unnamed high school student in a 1969 Chevrolet Camaro was speeding and clipped Bruce as he likely was putting out the trash bin to the curb for pickup. I couldn't believe it. I didn't want to believe it. My aunt would move out in 2015 when she sold her nursery and retired. I've never believed in ghosts, but I must admit, maybe that place was haunted. Well, folks, that's our story tonight. Rothrick and I hope you enjoyed it. We sure had a great time bringing it to you, and we really appreciate you listening. Tune in next week when we bring you another chilling tale from the dark chamber. And just a note, if you are an aspiring author and you want your story read here on Tales from the Dark Chamber, send us a note at talesfromthedarkchamber at gmail.com. If it creeps all Rothrick out enough, we'll air it. Also, subscribe to our podcast for notification of our next new episode. Or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Tales from the Dark Chamber and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you want your story recorded for your own use or just want to have it, check out my Fiverr gig at www.fiverr.com forward slash Woody underscore G. That's www.fiverr.com forward slash Woody underscore G. Look for the creepy pasta gig. You can order there. And again, folks, thank you for listening tonight.